0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today?
1: Man, uh, dude, doing Okay. Yeah. Doing okay. Been, um, been working a lot in the office today, back office. And, um, you know, it was one of those days where I was able to really, uh, smoke my pipe a lot. And, uh, and while I'm sitting still, which doesn't happen very often nowadays, it seems like I'm smoking my pipe more on the go and rushing around and, um, you know, working around the floor of the shop, but, um, you know, made my, made my paperwork a little, uh, a little more palatable.
0: So (laughs) it's good, man. Doing good. Uh, what, what's shaking with you, man? What's happening? Oh man, not much. We um, you know, it's kind of interesting. We're coming off of a uh, was today today's Monday. Okay, so we're coming off of a weekend that yeah. was uh for you for me a, a weekend of I, I think I think this is true. I could be wrong, but I think unexpected travel. Um, yeah, I, I get I get the sense that that's the case for you, and I know that in my case it certainly was, uh. So, so you know, I feel like we have stories to tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, update me. I, I love it. You know, people. Um, it, part of the reason they either love or hate Country Squire Radio is because, uh, you know, it's our time, you and me personally, to catch up once a week. And uh, so, yeah, dude, t- um, let me let me know what what y'all do.
0: <laughs> All right, just just briefly, just briefly, because we got look, we got a, we got a tobacco talk episode. It's gonna be great. It's oh, uh, good, but, man.
1: But, going back to the basics.
0: Exactly. But you know, man, I gotta share this. Okay, this is and this is embarrassing. So people will people seem to enjoy when I embarrass myself on the show and, <laughs> you and me and both. This, this certainly qualifies. All right, so as you are aware, we we've had a year, uh 2020, right? This yeah, is <laughs>
1: been one for the one for the record books. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly may it, has. May it end
0: soon. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. So so we've had this year and you know, I, I love to travel and my wife and I, we'd been planning for about a year and a half Uh, prior to 2020 to take this big trip to uh, Paris uh, that was going to be this year. Obviously, with everything, the way everything fell out, that didn't happen. I guess I didn't realize
1: y'all were planning that. That's awesome. Well,
0: because you you never had to. You know what I mean? Like, we would have scheduled around it, but then the pandemic and the apocalypse. It's like, well, you know, (laughs) so like nobody knew that we were going to do this thing because there wasn't (laughs) any reason to tell anybody. But yeah, man, we we were planning this big trip to Paris, and uh, we canceled that way earlier in the year. Uh, as much as we could. At one point, there was one like like hotel room, I think in Amsterdam, which was going to be a, a a layover night, and we couldn't cancel that. And so we, at, I was like, should we should we see if they'll set up a webcam so at least we could look at what our room would look like if we were actively there right now? Yeah. You know? Uh, but regardless, we had we had all these travel credits, uh, as many people do this time of year, uh, because of this year, and we uh, we were told by our particular uh, flight folks that we needed to use them before the end of the year or we would lose them. Um, and so we thought, you know what, let's take an impromptu trip to Mexico. We'll go down to Cancun and, uh, you know, do the whole social distance thing, of course, but, but are you, you know, kidding me up a little bit? Well, this was this, hang on now. <laughs> this was <the> plan. <laughs> I was like, it takes a, a turn. Just John. just went to Cancun,
1: right? <laughs> okay. L- <laughs> let me, let me give you a little time to elaborate.
0: <laughs> go ahead. So, so this was the thought, this was the thought. So we get everything together. We, in fact, you know, I mean, right now, you know, goodness, if you, have the ability and are, are so willing to, to travel, you can get some pretty amazing deals right now. And so at yeah. this kind of all-inclusive vacation for this uh, kind of high, normally higher end that's, that was much cheaper for, for kind of our quick getaway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we got everything planned. Got the in-laws coming into town to watch the kids. Everything's going great. Until right before, the night before we leave, we've got everything packed, and I make a joke to my wife about our passports, and her eyes go bug-eyed. Uh oh! And I say what? And she goes racing to get the passports. And she looks at him. Now it doesn't matter whose is it on. It doesn't matter whose was up to date and whose wasn't. Okay, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, neither of us thought about this, and of course. Uh, one was expired. And, that is
1: yeah, uh, terrible, but also <laughs> like so 2020, you know? Like, yeah, 2020. You, you, you're ready to go out of the country and, you know, everything's – you've got everything done up, but then, you, uh, you know, it's like you don't have your pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And so – and it's one of those things, right? Because, I mean, like, oh, you know, you, you start researching, like, the black market and everything, trying to figure out how you get a <laughs> – <laughs>
1: you know, trying to order, like, uh, uh, scam hours. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i mean you know obviously we we find out there's just hey, that ain't happening we tried everything we could we went down to the passport office and it wouldn't you know it it's the one day that they don't open until like like right before our flight and of course uh yeah of course and so and you know we call the ho- the hotel and they're like we got a 20 20- they had a pretty good decent cancellation but but it had to be 24 hours before and of course at that point we were uh, under the radar and and they were not willing to work with us which is fine they have a policy uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too mad about it. I was at the time. Uh, right now, <laughs> <laughs> you emotional about something? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? That doesn't sound like me at all. But uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think my wife put it in the right perspective. It's like, you know, we we made a a substantial donation to the Mexican tourism economy, and uh, that's right. So that's just that's just the way we we kind of looked at it. But here's the thing. All that to say, <laughs> uh, we had like we we'd gotten all our ducks in a row, right? Like we we had the the in laws in town watching the kids and everything else, and you know we literally our bags were packed we were ready to go and so i jumped on airbnb and man i found a a little little cottage kind of near the beach not necessarily on the beach but down over at surfside in surfside texas Okay. And um yeah, we we went down there for uh for a couple of nights and and you know, we we got some food and and put our le- you know, put our feet up and uh man it, it was it was a nice little getaway. Um it, it was not cancun, but it yeah. was great. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was surfside. No, that's wonderful, man. I'm I'm glad you're able to turn it into something uh you know, something redemptive. That's <laughs> that's a good feeling.
0: <laughs> and I will say this, man, this this story is relevant because it does set up the pipe question of the week as it as it's gonna come up later. So, okay. <laughs> so good. I'm sharing it now it will come back around Excellent. but here's my thing man because because i uh you know so i was i was down on the coast uh here in in texas uh not not the not the not the Can- not the coast of cancun not that but i was right. down in texas <laughs> the texas coast and i get a text message from you uh, just out of the blue sunday yep. morning asking me what's the best breakfast in the french quarter which of course i know is croissant or, and so i i text <laughs> i send that to you and i i thought you know what? I, I've got so many questions, but I'm not even going to ask them until we get on my. <laughs> I'm
1: going to wait till right now, which is right. uh, the next day. Yeah, that, man, that's right. This is uh, this was a really special weekend for me, Bo. Um, longtime listeners of Country Squire Radio uh, will remember an episode we did. It was very, it was very emotional. It was incredibly random, it, uh, it scattered, and 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 beautiful in its own way. But it was an episode we did about our dear friend Jack Harper, uh, mm. who passed away a few years ago. And uh, man, just to just a, a, a dear friend and someone who meant a lot to me, someone who had a big impact on our business and uh and our community, uh pipe community here at the at the Squire. So anyway, Jack's son got married this weekend in new Orleans, did he really he did. oh man and okay Bo, great great th- this is so cool man he uh so it wasn't impromptu for me i actually had planned on this for some <laughs> time but um it, yeah i guess i just failed to to let you know about it but man what was so cool and for for longtime listeners of the show if you remember that episode and just you know jack and i were you know friends and close and it was just it was really difficult but so when his son gets uh engaged he comes to the shop Uh, This is not long after his engagement, and he asks me if I would be his best man to represent his dad
0: oh man are you serious (laughs)
1: isn't that something man it was just wow of course you know when he asked me to be his best man to to represent his dad i'm sitting here you know very uh you know excited and all that stuff and i went home that night and i just cried on my wife's shoulder (laughs) man i just i just they they could hear the tears
0: raining down the hillside
1: (laughs) i know it man man. it was so over the top but uh, man so we've been you know just looking forward to this weekend for for um, and so got to go down there and, and it was a little scary you know with uh, the covid pandemic kind of making it rearing sure. its head again and all this kind of stuff but everyone was real safe we all everyone uh, apparently got home without any kind of uh, issues or anything but had it had an excellent time and I was just so honored to get there to, to stand next to uh, josiah uh, jackson and, um, and and watch him make his vows and uh, be a part of their their experience it was really really special those destination weddings are always fun of course when the destinations New Orleans it's you <laughs> uh that much more fun. But I I've never eaten more lump crab meat in my life. I can't right. imagine <laughs> the bill <laughs> that came along with that. Right. And uh of course they, they were able we ate the reception was at Galatoire's, really awesome. Ooh, and um okay. it was it was great because uh they actually were kind enough to open up their uh balcony overlooking Bourbon Street for a mm. smoking bar, smoking lounge. And so um so we actually got to smoke cigars and pipes over bourbon street uh looking over there after just having eaten uh you know tons of crab meat redfish uh you know filet i mean just the bread pudding the works it was uh everyone's bellies were full of wine and uh it was very jolly so um anyway a a special time and it was it was pretty tender and, and great yeah but um,
0: yeah. you know what? That's 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 beautiful, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, Jack, uh, we we dedicated an episode to Jack called The Ties That Bind um, after he passed. And if you've not had the chance to go back and listen to that episode. I mean, John David, you're exactly right. It is a it is a bit of an emotional mess. But I think, you know, I remember <laughs> the feedback even we got at the time. Uh, you know, it, it I, the the community that is the pipe community, and and the the friends that you make in this space, yeah, become very dear friends. I mean, we we obviously the uh, even in the content creator space, in, in the last uh you know several months years, we we lost some uh, some folks, and yeah. Anyway, that's um yeah. that's that's a uh, yeah. It's that, that I think even the description is just for Jack. And that's yeah. a, it's that's yeah. a special episode so. it,
1: it, it was powerful and if you if you don't listen to that episode uh, th- there's actually another episode uh, before just to, to give you a heads up that Jack was the he still holds the record at our shop for our slow smoke competition uh, for those that you know are maybe newer newer listeners or haven't gone back that far in the um, you know in the in the logs of uh, Country Squire um, episodes but um, so anyway we've got an episode way back when of Jack actually describing on air himself Um. You know his method for uh, you know practicing for the slow smoke, packing his pipe, uh, you know you know learning how to you know keep it lit the longest and, and just babying those embers and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I actually went back not too long ago and, and re-listened to that episode because uh, you know it's just neat to, to hear um, you know your friend's voice on mic that you'll never get to hear again. You know and yeah. uh, this side of this side of glory anyway. And so uh, man, it was just really really special and uh, and it was it was a powerful weekend and it, it was actually a lot. Of fun, so
0: great time. You know what? You got to you got to take those joys that twenty twenty allows you. And man, I know, man, uh, that's a real real joyous one. That's that's great. (laughs) Now, look, here's the thing, though. Twenty twenty has been a year, but it, but you know, while it has had its uh, its share of challenges. Uh, there's also been a lot of great things that have been happening. And one of the things that we love to do here at Country Square Radio every single year is our Best Of series. Yes. Now, every single year, we we put this out to the community to recommend and nominate uh, various uh, uh, pipe carvers or our or products uh, or, or tobacconists to be featured in our Best Of uh, uh, episode for the year. And right now, if you go to CountrySquireRadio.com, you will see there is a button where you two can nominate. Now, one of the things we want to make sure we're very clear, especially when it comes to the products, is we are talking about new products that came out this year. So if it's the best tin, what is the best tin of uh, pipe tobacco that came out in the year 2020? If it's yep. uh, for best pipe, what was the best pipe that came out this year? So we want to make sure that's very, very clear. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about it last, last week. We'll, we'll kind of uh talk about it a little bit more next week but in the meantime head over to, to countrysquareradio.com click the uh the button there and you can nominate uh your picks for the best of for 2020
1: i know i'm mean, really excited to see um just who are on folks minds uh listeners of CountrySquireRadio, radio obviously very plugged into the pipe community and so it'll be neat to you know uh, kind of get the pulse of the community it, it's uh, folks have taken a lot of this time to uh, that is uh, you know, in some sense, been forced upon us and uh, used it for their pipe creativity. And so, uh, man, a lot of cool accessories out there, a lot of leather goods, lots of uh, new blends that have come out, and uh, and pipe carvers that have done uh, great work. And so, uh, just want to honor those people again this year, and um, and are and are really excited about this episode.
0: Absolutely, man. Hey, speaking of honoring people, we got to honor a new Squire member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, joining at the Squire level, Jim. Folsman, Folsman, jim Folsman, man thanks so
1: much for uh for hopping in there at the squire level that's great brother how about that
0: Folsman, superhero of the planet Fols, coming in jim Folsman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how, how about it uh, jim thank you so much for uh for supporting the show and hey if you want to learn how you too can support the show head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio uh, all right. now John David, I know we've we've been doing a lot of like personal sharing here at the top of the show, but any other uh, housekeeping before we jump into this topic?
1: Yeah, only other thing I'd like to mention, a lot of folks have asked about a few things, a few products, uh, if they are going to be back in stock soon. And so I want to announce that, that yes, they are. Uh, Those products are uh, Figgy Pudding and Cordial Friends. Those uh, Mm. are Christmas time tobaccos that we come out with once a year. Those have just been released, and so uh, those are available now. We're a little behind on orders because we got kind of a rush there at the beginning, but uh, cranking them out, uh, excited about getting those in your hands and uh, hoping you enjoy uh, Figgy Pudding in cordial friends through the uh, holidays they're available in a little two ounce pack and and then also our uh pipe rolls that uh that we had we sold out of those uh almost immediately it was just really uh exciting those uh, that collaboration we did with uh bradley mountain canvas goods and uh man just so thrilled about those uh, really high quality tobacco and and pipe rolls that we uh did with them and so um yeah those will be in we believe late this week and if not late this week early next week and uh this is the week of november ninth twenty twenty so Um, so anyway, uh, you know, expect those. We hope those are are in stock real soon. Um, and then one more thing, uh, I'll add, we also have, uh, gotten more in of our, uh, 50th anniversary tinned pipe tobacco that, you know, we, we have come out in honor of our, uh, anniversary. So, um, anyway, that's back in stock. A lot of folks have been clamoring for that and we had kind of a backlog and, and had gotten behind. Well, now we've got that back in stock, had a big shipment of tins come in and, And it's ready to go. So um, anyway, get all your pipe smoking fix and, you know, uh, abuse your bank account and and whatnot. But uh, just know that in the end, you'll get some great products and maybe buy me a diaper or two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all about that diaper money, man. Yeah, man. So uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, man, we have got a great episode here for y'all today. Of course, we are doing a Tobacco Talk. Now, this is uh, for those that are newer to Country Square Radio. A Tobacco Talk is where we take... Uh, A few various pipe tobaccos and do a traditional standard, like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Toast and butter type of review uh, for them. (laughs) What? Never heard that expression. No, no. Bread and butter, right? Bread and butter type review. there you go. That's, that's toast and butter. I'm, look, our friends across the pond know what I'm talking You're about. Ridiculous. That's, that's a thing. It's definitely a thing. I might be you. I might be doing it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, this is really this really is the uh, you know the meat and the potatoes, right? This is what makes up a uh, a pipe tobacco podcast. You
1: have to make up for toast and butter by saying it's, meat and potatoes. So anyway, go it's ahead. it's dinner time, man. I
0: got food on the brain. <laughs> But no, we uh, you know, if, if you're thinking about a pipe tobacco podcast, what would you expect? Well, you'd expect them to uh, review pipe tobacco, and that is certainly what a tobacco talk is. Now, historically, what we did kind of in the earlier days, we we took one tin and one blend, loose leaf blend, and we kind of paired them up like that. Not necessarily in a pairing up like they go together, but that was just kind of the way we did things. Yeah, you know, just, for,
1: yeah, it went, we did kind of one in one type thing.
0: Exactly, uh, and over time, that's kind of adjusted for, for this, that, and the other man, John David. What's the what's what's our uh, <laughs> what's the playbook here look like today
1: What do we have today? Yes, sir, man, I'm excited about these. We've got one brand new tobacco uh, that we're going to talk about today that just debuted uh, literally, um, literally two weeks ago, um, and then another tobacco that's been on the market for a while. It's a little hard to get, but uh, one that's excellent, and and you can still get, uh, you know, if you uh, keep a lookout. It's not like esoterica hard to get or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna talk about those two today. Really, really excited. Uh, the first one we'll talk about uh, was just released and something I was really fired up to try. It's a, a new crumble cake from Sutliff Tobacco. Sutliffe, of course, has been rocking these crumble cakes uh, over the past couple years, just really uh, doing some exciting stuff with uh, their press and uh, coming out with some interesting uh, combinations of things, uh, pressing tobaccos in different uh, types of, of barrels and, and uh, applied heat and all this kind of stuff to make it a unique smoking experience and so um man they just came out with their crumble cake barrel age series number one it's a limited edition tobacco there were uh, only 4,400 tins made and um so we got about 50 of those here at the country squire have a few left there's a few uh that are that are remaining but a lot of these have uh you know flown off the shelf so um wait i want to make sure that i'm
0: i'm I'm tracking with you here now this is not to be confused with english number one is it or is it the same Uh, thing
1: no, it's it, it's actually different. It, it's a good catch there. What what they did, uh, of course, they came out with their crumble cake series where they had, um, you know, three. They had a English blend, a Virginia a red mm-hmm. matured Virginia, and then a a Virginia Perique. and and so those three uh, very popular, particularly the uh, the uh, red Virginia and the English blend. We've just sold so many of them. They've been really uh, good good tobaccos that have been popular. And, and so Salt kind of uh, piggybacking on that, but also adding some twists and, uh, you know, putting their blender's hat on to make something uh, fun and interesting. What they've decided to do is from now on, they're going to do a series of tobaccos that are barrel aged. So, um, you know, obviously what we mean, they're taking some interesting blends and they're, uh, you know, trying to find recipes that they think will benefit greatly from the uh, from the barrel aging experience where they take actual, uh, you know, liquor or wine barrels and then, you know, age these tobaccos in there. So, um, you know, before uh, giving them to uh, to us. So uh, just just really interesting. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of that, not just in the pipe world, but even in the cigar um, and and even in the bourbon world and and wine world, you know, you're seeing a lot of this crossover kind of stuff. Like, you know, okay, if everyone has felt like they've done something, so okay, well, let's take, you know, you've had Macallan, you know, ten year old Scotch and fifteen year old Scotch and eighteen year old Scotch. If you hit the lottery, and um, you know, so h- how about let's let's take the fifteen year old Scotch and put it in a sherry cask or something, you know, or let's mm, let's right. take this uh, bourbon and finish it in a uh, in a port wine cask and and just see what happens, you know, um, and so you're seeing a lot of that stuff and, and even cigar leaf, you know, folks are starting to age, uh, cigar leaf in whiskey barrels. Perdomo, uh, cigars even has a, uh, entire line of cigars that are, um, you know, the, the leaf is actually aged in a whiskey barrel. It's kind of interesting. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so it just adds one more, uh, little bit of complexity there to make it kind of fun. And so, um, so they're doing a barrel age series. This is their first one that they've come out with and, you know, uh, just, uh, high-quality tobacco that you would expect from Sutliff. So, yeah, Bo, you know, very, you know, normal, just very simple marketing on the front of the tin. Uh, just, you know, not not anything uh, that they spent a whole lot of time, uh, you know, using some graphic designers on or anything, but uh, just very straightforward. Uh, and then on the back, it's got a description. I'll read it. It says, uh, Choice Virginias from three continents are heat-pressed, then matured for 30 days in an aged apple brandy barrel. Mm. Before being pressed again and sliced into old-fashioned plugs. Each plug is tinned to preserve the blend's rich, oaky, and naturally sweet flavors. Um, and this is a 50-gram uh, tin. So, um, man, it, they... Of course, anytime you throw out at me, like, Virginia's from three continents, like, okay... You, you, you got, you had me, right? <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is, a- after that, it's not going to be a tough sell, you right. know, but then uh, they've, they've matured them, they've, they've pressed them and then matured them after that. But then they throw in this curveball. They've aged them in an apple brandy barrel. Huh. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and, and we'll get to that. It, it's, it, it, um, it, it's certainly noticeable, huh. but yeah, it's, uh it's one of those things where you're just like, what a great uh, concept, you know, it, you would have, have expected Maybe a bourbon barrel or a, a rum cask or something, but they uh, they actually did a, a apple brandy, which is kind of fun and um, and and you know seems to be kind of an American thing, you know? It's like, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, Farmer John would make in his backyard kind of deal. So, um, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I was really excited to try this out and uh, and was happy with it. So, um, yeah, you open the tin, uh, very uh, aromatic from the uh, tin note of this particular tobacco. It is a Virginia blend, but it, they describe this on the front of the tobacco. It, you see the words crumble cake, obviously, that's the series. Um, but then at the bottom, it says cut plug uh, on this tobacco. And, and this, you know, it's advertised as a cup plug, but this is, this is not technically a plug tobacco. This is a crumble cake. Plug tobacco is going to be where whole leaf is, is pressed into a plug and then, and then cut. This is where a, uh, you know, a blended tobacco, a, you know, a shredded leaves have been pressed and then cut into, uh, little bricks, which, you know, form a crumble cake. So the nice thing about this, um, even though it's not, you know, technically a plug, it is a crumble cake. You can really uh tear this apart just very very easily uh and and uh and work it very simply uh you know in your hands without, you know, the need of a pocket knife or anything like that. So um so just a great um just a great uh, crumble cake that I think, you know, is very workable and um and and ready to go right from the tin. Oh. So uh yeah, crumbled apart very easily, loaded it up in the pipe uh with without any uh hiccups. It it is a little wet on, on the front end and so it's one of those you, you might need to let it sit out for a little bit. But you know, I'm so impatient a lot of times. We just kind of run with it <laughs> and uh and for me that, that seemed to work okay. Uh I, I did have a little trouble keeping it lit. Uh, Is one of those tobaccos that I had to nurse there at first, but once we got kind of a rolling smoke and uh, let some of that uh, moisture burn off, it uh, it started to uh, to come about and was a little easier. But I did have to relight um, several times on this. Um, so w- what they've done, and let me just remind the listener, uh, you know they've they've taken Virginias, they've heat pressed them, then they've matured them in a in a apple brandy barrel, and then they've pressed them again. Okay. So so this th- there's a lot of there's a lot going on here. That doesn't sound too complicated, but it, there there's a lot going on. So they they've heat pressed. They've applied heat while pressing the tobacco, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um why would you do this? Okay. Well, you're 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 taking the aging process and you're basically simulating it. You're accelerating it and you're, you know, simulating this uh process of uh fermentation of breaking down um the uh, chemical components of the tobacco, and and really uh, bringing forward a lot of those subtle flavors that uh, that would kind of get hidden underneath uh, the roughness of more uh, more green tobacco, raw tobacco, and so um, it, you know it's it's interesting. The process really mimics the aging of. Uh, the tobaccos they are they're heat pressing it the the heat does that the pressing does that it sits in this barrel for a while, so just that bit of time does that and then they press it again, which has this exact same um you know kind of um, component to it so the result is um you know it's a it's a crumble cake that has a very simple virginia flavor to it uh it's very subtle this is a very subtle tobacco it's uh not one of those where you um, you know the as sweet as the tin note is as much as you get of that uh you know kind of crisp apple uh note on the nose when you uh, open the tin uh you, you know you don't really taste that you, you you can tell that there's an essence of something sweet that is kind of um, toying with the tobacco leaves but it's not uh you, you know you don't you don't smoke this particular tobacco and say oh that's an apple aromatic like that's that's what I'm smoking it's not um not really like that so the Virginias are very mature here. Um, and you know, I tried to I try to figure what this kind of would remind me of. Um, and I didn't, I didn't expect to come to this conclusion, but it reminds me of when Christmas Cheer, that great tobacco from McClellan that we that we all uh, knew and uh, and loved. <laughs> um, it reminds me when that tobacco was was maybe a little past its peak. So think, you know, it, those Virginias they like to sit in that in that tin for you know maybe. Um, you know 3 to 6 years 7 8 years but but after that the results start to it's diminishing returns right it's one of those things where um you know you get less and less uh you know uh benefit from the aging process as time goes along and and i think that tobacco it, they they put so much emphasis on pressing and uh you know the heat of uh, application and and then uh you know putting it in the barrel and all this kind of stuff that i think in the end maybe um, the double press on this particular tobacco kind of took some of the um, the highlights of the leaf out. I, I really do. I think it's a, a tobacco that is good, but it it tastes like some of those Virginias that might be aged just a little too long, where you, you smoke them and you think to yourself, I, you know, I wish I would have cracked that tin open three years earlier kind of thing. So it, it's interesting. I've never really uh, opened a brand new tin of tobacco and experienced that, but I did this time, <sighs> and, and I thought that was kind of interesting. It tasted great, it's very uh smooth and extremely um approachable, but uh you know it's just not one of those where you're gonna get uh just those uh you know superlative virginian notes with lots of uh you know flavor nuance and things of that nature so um anyway kind of kind of interesting, yeah, solid smoke with uh you know nice sweet notes it's got just a little bit of that crispness that you would expect from uh you know an apple brandy barrel aged uh, tobacco. And so, um, you know, even, you know, something like a brandy or a cognac, just that little bit of crisp sweetness that kind of kind of lingers a little bit after every puff. And so um, I would certainly consider this a non-aromatic, a, a Virginia blend, but, um, but a good tobacco. And, and I'd, I'd give this three out of five stars. I think, you know, if you're uh, a Virginia smoker, if you like crumble cakes, uh, it's certainly worth trying out. And, um, you know, one of those that uh, I think they'll probably wind up doing again.
0: Man, you know, you mentioned specifically the uh, the branding earlier, and it, it looks like they're carrying on the same kind of look and feel from the original Crumble Cake series. Um, just yeah. to kind of instantly let you know, like, what <laughs> what you're getting um, and that it is kind of part of this. Although there's, it does seem like there's a little bit of some differentiation um, this time around. It, it The number one in particular seems a little bit more special <laughs> than uh, than English number it one. It does, like, doesn't it? Yeah. English number one, they kind of slapped <laughs> on a number one. This one has more of the... Um, you know what what is i don't even know what you call that like font or look but it looks like it's trying to appeal it's to that, like hipsters and yeah no it's that it's that
1: font that is it's kind of popular nowadays right. because it it harkens back to like you know the 1950s maybe or maybe even earlier like 1930s art deco maybe you know a little later mid century modern kind of okay, thing okay, I, yeah. I don't know there, there's a name for that font I, I can't think of it but it's kind of that um you know uh you're gonna be a star exactly baby. i was that just kind of thinking the same <laughs> voice man like now i get no, crumble cake number one right
0: here this is age. you're not gonna want to miss right. them right here crumble cake number oh, one right there. It says it right there on the, <laughs> on the tin but uh no i think actually I, I do like the uh the bit i mean it's a it's a subtle update from the original uh crumble cake series but i like it
1: yeah yeah i think so so um man good job from sutliff and um you know, I'll be honest, if you, even if this isn't necessarily your cup of tea, if you just commit to getting every single limited edition tobacco that some of these companies come mm-hmm. out with, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be happy you did. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> they they do a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of interesting uh, things here. And um, there's something about these tobaccos that just, uh, you know, they're always trying to push the envelope. and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So for me, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, every time I see a limited edition 10 I'm going to crack one open and, and going to enjoy every puff. Cause I know a lot of hard work went into it,
0: man. All right. Good deal. Crumble cake, uh, barrel aged series number one. So, uh, what's, uh, and you know, what I love here is this is something that came out in 2020. <laughs> so that's a, another exactly. added benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this next one also a 2020 perhaps?
1: It's not. No, this is a tobacco that uh, has been out for for some time now. Um, And it's it's one that is a little harder to get. But, you know, if you keep your eye on it, it's not uh, not impossible to get. And it's uh, Robert McConnell Latakia flake. Now, (laughs) let's let's just, uh, you know, acknowledge what's happening here. I'm reviewing a Latakia tobacco and I actually like it (laughs) like like I'm I'm, I'm reviewing it. I'm excited to Uh review it. Uh you know I I've done this before right we've picked out English blends that I've enjoyed but man this is this is a great tobacco and and this this is one that um I'm just looking forward to describing and and would love to get you know feedback from other listeners if you've smoked this particular tobacco but um Robert McConnell these blends are made by uh Kopp in in Germany excellent blending house and Um, You know, they just manufacture some of the best tobaccos in the world that we know now uh, blends, you know, uh, brands like Rattree's, Wessex, John Aylesbury, Astley, excellent tobaccos. And so, um, you know, just they 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 know what they're doing uh, over there. And, And we always love the stuff that comes from their factory. And uh, Latakia flake, it's, uh, uh, you know, an English blend, of course, that we've uh, put into this uh, kind of flake form. And um, so you you expect different things with that. I I have not, you know, to be honest with you, as long as I've been in this business, I I haven't done a lot of uh, Latakia flake tobaccos, you know, English blend uh, style tobaccos that are in a traditional uh, flake form. And so, um, you know, this is something that I've got some experience with, but not a ton, uh, just you know and 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 I'm glad I smoked this particular one I'm glad that we uh decided to dive off into this uh this one because it um it really really was pleasant so um yeah you know you, you um can look at the Robert McConnell Latakia flake again very simple artwork on the front of this you have the uh Robert McConnell the thistle that's at the very top of the tin there and uh and and then just very simply underneath uh Robert McConnell since 1848 Latakia flake so um they have left on a lot of these tins uh this particular manufacturing group they have left a, a large bit of real estate open at the bottom anticipating that you know they're going to have to put these giant warning labels on the right. um, on the tin yeah. and uh and so it'll be interesting since some of that has changed a, a little bit although we're not exactly sure what the um, ramifications of it are, we do think a lot of these, um, you know, uh, pipe tobaccos are going to uh, have some relief and get, you know, not have to uh, cover up the majority of their tins. So it, it'll be neat to see if over time they kind of start bringing back out the bigger labels, the prettier artwork, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I think that it would be... Uh, that would be a neat thing, but um anyway, very simple uh front of the tin here, and uh the back of the tin it, uh, it has a description of full bodied spicy Latakia Kentucky tobaccos combined with black Cavendish and then pressed into a flake and uh, it 's a fifty gram tin and uh and like I said, the Robert McConnell tobaccos these are blends that are, are a little harder to get, you know, if you keep your eye on your favorite, uh, you know, online retailers, or, you know, if you have, if you're in the town with a big, uh, pipe shop, uh, you know, uh, y- you may be able to, to find it a little easier, but it's, it's a tobacco that you can find and, uh, and certainly won't be like, uh, esoterica rare, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> um, when you open up this tin, uh, of course you're met with the uh, the stench of that latakia, which uh, you know so many people know and love. Um, and, and and actually it's very it's very pleasant. It's kind of a this particular one you get that uh, kind of nice uh, soft um, uh, note to it that's not overwhelming. But when you peel back the little uh, paper that's covering this particular tin of tobacco, man. <laughs> This tobacco is dark as sin. <laughs> it's <is> so <laughs> dark, man. It, it It is, I mean, it is just dark. It, you, you kind of feel like you're looking into... Um, like a black hole where light can't escape kind of thing. You know, <laughs> there's one of those uh, feelings about it, which is really... Staring
0: into the void, huh?
1: Yeah, you're kind of looking into the void. You know, it's uh, it's it's funny. Most English blends, when we think of English blends, we do still see, you know, those Virginias, that that bright leaf that pops out, or uh, whether it's Kentucky or Oriental leaf that has a little lighter color that can kind of uh, give it a nice uh, variation of, of look. But um, man, th- because this has been pressed and is, uh, you know, basically, um, again, like we talked about with the crumble cake, that aging process has been simulated um, through the uh, through the heat and pressure. Um, man, this is, it, it's just really dark. I mean, very, very dark. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a beautiful tobacco. The look of it kind of reminds me of a little thinner cut Penzance, uh, which is, uh, of course, a, a beautiful blend. You know, most English blends do have that noticeable brighter leaf in there. Uh, but this one, because it's, uh, you know, been pressed, it really does uh, have this this darkness to it, which is very alluring. You know, the Kentucky Latakia Black Cavendish in this tobacco, man, and what a great combination, you know, that that's we're talking about a strong tobacco here, but something that, um, you know, the pressing process has taken off those rough edges off the periphery of this blend. And so um, the black Cavendish, of course, itself, it, you know, has a really nice soft uh texture to it uh the nicotine content's very low in it and latakia and so uh this is a you know not a particularly strong tobacco even though it does have the kentucky in it um that that does have a higher nicotine content but the the flavor here is just very palatable it's very um, very soft and, and, and velvety. This is not a flavor bomb. This is a creamy Latakia flake. It's something that, you know, is very approachable. It's, uh, you know, a, a good blend for... Uh, folks that you know are not looking for one of those latakia's that kind of punch you in the face and mm. are you know slap you around type of thing right. but um you know it's uh it, it's it's great for someone like me who enjoys the occasional latakia but doesn't want something that's going to have that lingering uh kind of peaty taste that uh you know tends to tends to linger just a little bit so um man just a just a delicious tobacco um it you know is one of those that Um, you know, you need to work a little bit and probably let dry some before you, uh, you know, put in your pipe. Uh, This is a a typical flake, the nice uh, little flake, uh, thin-cut flakes that we would see from someone like Mac Barron or Orlick. It's just got a very uh, nice, um, you know, uh, flake that's easy to to work and to tear apart or to fold and stuff in your pipe. Um, I tore this apart, let it sit for a little bit. The flake was a little moist. It was was a little moist uh, of a flake, and so Uh, We were able to kind of let that dry out just a little bit. I kind of spread it thin over... Uh, over the table and just uh, just let it let it dry just a, just a bit, but kept kept lit very nicely. I was very impressed by this uh, how it stayed lit. Uh, the the flavor was very consistent. It never started tasting ashy, uh, burned to a fine uh, fine powder, and uh, it's just one of those tobaccos. If you are a regular English blend smoker, um, you know this is not going to be one of those knock your socks off uh, blends for you. You're not going to be like oh man this it, it had this one flavor that just got me, you know, the, um, you know, whatever that is, you know, it, it, it's not going to be that tobacco for you, but, um, you know, for someone that likes a, a soft English style blend that, uh, you know, features Latakia, has some strength to it, but has a really nice smooth body and, uh, and it's not harsh by any means. Um, this is going to be a great tobacco for you. Uh, if you're a Virginia smoker, an aromatic smoker, uh, someone that just occasionally likes to dabble in, uh, in Latakia forward blends, uh, this would be a great one to to snack, so check it out. I, I was very impressed, and and this one we give four out of five stars because okay. it's uh or four, four four and a half actually because it's a uh, it was a it was a great plan. So you
0: yep. know, at some point we need to have a conversation about like what what is Latakia to the new pipe smoker. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. how do you yeah. how do you approach Latakia if you you know are are just picking up a pipe for for generally the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they, it's a good point. <laughs> there's there's a deep end, uh, yeah, I almost, you know, so, so pipe tobacco, you can almost kind of see having the same response from newer, newer pipe smokers or people who may be dabbled and kind of walked away or, or have this mindset of like, well, yeah. all, all pipe tobacco tastes the same, right? Like, you know, you know how there's some right. people that say all beer tastes the same and you're like, what? <laughs> you
1: know, and you kind of have to give them <laughs> yeah.
0: something like some sort of like, you know, coffee, uh, like, uh, you know what if I think like i like a coffee port type situation to uh uh-huh. to really kind of you know prove like you you want to tell me that every beer tastes like this Latakia is kind of like that right like that's that, that pipe tobacco is be like all okay, right <laughs> so you think every pipe tobacco sounds like let, let's get you a lap bomb let's let's see what's about to go down right here <laughs> and see if this is this is <laughs> universal for you I, I don't know I just I think there's a conversation that exists. I like how you said this is a bit more approachable than uh than some of the more stronger Latakias that are out there
1: yeah Yeah, I think so, and it's one of those, uh, again, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of virginia smokers love to work flake tobacco they love to prepare it and the uh kind of um you know the ritual that goes on with that there's you know pipe smoking is so much of a ritual, ritual anyway but that added step of preparing the flake and you know making sure it's uh ready for the the way and method you pack your pipe um and so you know a blend like this it kind of gives you that experience but but you know still features latakia as a as a very um, you know full english blend and Um, And so, um, you know, I I think it's worth trying. It's one of those that, uh, you know, if you can get your hands on it and want something uh, to smoke Latakia-wise occasionally that's going to, um, you know, kind of wet that part of your appetite without overwhelming you. Uh, you'll be very pleased with the Robert McConnell Latakia Flake. There you
0: go, man. Uh, great selections that you've uh, you've you've gathered here for us with uh, these two. Yeah, uh, had fun with these. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. it's uh, you know you mentioned the they, they both do have kind of that simplicity of uh, of of their presentation. So the pipe tobacco really does do all the talking for you. You know, the, the Latakia Flake in particular. Um, you know, yes, you do have that. Uh, much, much like the, the tobacco itself uh, looking at the tin does kind of have that you're know, staring into the void it's just a big black you know uh spot essentially Big black circle yeah yep. but you know <laughs> hey maybe it should come with like some chalk and you can draw on it while you're smoking i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> like, a, like a kid uh kid at a restaurant or something of that nature
1: let us please come out with a tobacco that has a chalk a chalk, uh, you know, a coating on the outside of it. Let let please someone come out with that, and it, it, if it would actually come with a little stick of little chalk, stick of even yeah, the best right. <laughs>
0: <It's laughs> Anyway, but great stuff, man. You know, the great thing is whenever we do a tobacco talk, I love hearing about uh, the various. Uh, flavors and textures that that one John David Cole is always able to pick out. And uh, you've got an amazing palate, but that palate is well-trained. For those of us that don't have the well-trained palate, but do want to make sure that we are getting uh, every single flavor and experience from all these wonderful pipe tobaccos, one of the best ways to do it is with a good quality corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Mearsham.
1: That is right, man. Missouri Mearsham pipes are great for trying different tobaccos out. We've talked about that uh, a lot over the years. And uh, the pipe we feature this week is the Mizzou corncob pipe. Um, It's a great size pipe. This is a, a nice uh, kind of longish pipe that has a smaller bowl. Uh, but but the, the stem and shank on this particular pipe tend to be a little longer, which even for the small size bowl is just very, uh, number one, attractive. But number two, it's going to produce a cooler smoke, which will allow you to get a little bit more of that flavor nuance out of whatever tobacco that you're trying. So uh, it's a very handsome pipe. It's non-filtered. Uh, it's a, kind of a quarter bend pipe with an amber stem, uh, that slim barrel-shaped bowl, and just a small amount of color in the coating that gives it a nice yellow appearance. So uh, pretty pipe and a nice tasting pipe, nice smoke break pipe, and also an elegant pipe. Man, um, you can find it and get it from the source at corncobpipe.com. And if you go there and order it, uh, it's readily available. Just a beautiful pipe and uh, retails for only $6.09. And you can get it straight from Missouri Meersham delivered to your door. So uh, check
0: it out. Pipe question of the week. All right, Matt. Pipe question of the week this week. All right, so I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I kind of shared my tales of woe, traveling woe, to uh, to set up the pipe question of the week because it's actually from me. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, mildly <laughs> mildly anecdotal, um, but I got the main story out of the way. Look, we were we were we had a rough uh, rough way ending <laughs> up where we ended up. But we actually had a wonderful wonderful little weekend getaway, uh, just the two of us and that sort of thing. And I found myself, uh, you know, here on. Uh, you know, near the beach in this kind of cabin that had, I I didn't mention this, but it had like a a patio and then even, even cooler than that, man, it had like a rooftop uh, deck type situation where it's a little spiral staircase up the top. And I mean, it wasn't like massive or anything like that, but a little, you could lie down, put out a blanket, lie down and like look at the stars and that sort of thing. And, um, man, I just, you know, our last night there, I was feeling so good and I just, I was like, you know what? I'm getting myself a cigar and generally speaking uh and this i don't know i don't know where like other fancier beaches are but i mean if you're talking about like the coast in mississippi alabama texas then generally speaking you're going to have like the general store and that's about it and <laughs> for like an hour in any direction right <laughs> And so, you know, you're kind of stuck with what you got. And we go back into the general store. They got a little cigar case. It's probably about, you know, about the size I am in terms of uh, both height and width. So it's not like we are talking. Oh, that's small. Yeah, yeah. N- <laughs> not not talking about an extensive humidor or anything like that. And, you know, I, I'm kind of a little bit at a loss. I know I want a cigar. I'm, I've got that kind of cigar kind of feeling right now. But yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know what cigar to get. And I don't know what's good. And I don't know what's bad. And, you know, I find myself... Uh, John David, more often than not, being in this scenario, I am a pipe smoker. I'm not a cigar smoker, not on a regular. Which means that when those moments arrive, when you want to celebrate something, when you want to, you know, kind of get that that cigar type of feeling on, uh, yeah. it becomes a very last minute thing. And so, here's my <laughs> question. Here's it's here's my quote unquote pipe question to you, for the pipe smoker who ends up in this scenario where you just need to kind of grab a stick. You know what I mean? Just grab a cigar. Yeah. Like. Sure. What yeah. what is a good brand to look for that you're going to find in most of these situations that you yeah, know is going to yeah. be a good, you know, a, a generally good quality cigar? Ah, uh, to be able to enjoy, so that you don't make um, a hamster cage equivalent type of decision on the fly.
1: <laughs> does that make sense? That's, I don't this know is, if I worded that question it right. It does. <laughs> it it does make sense, and it's it's actually a question, Bo, that I get very regularly really? from pipe there smokers. Uh, yeah, we we get these, you know, several times a week, I'd say, uh, from pipe smokers, because as a you know full blown tobacconist, we obviously major in pipes, and that's what we do, and we're proud of. But but we carry uh, and are and are very proud of uh, our cigar selection, and so you know when you're a pipe smoker, you come in, you're like, you know, I just kind of hankering for a cigar. Um, I'm a pipe smoker. Tell me what to do, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, sometimes your pipe tastes will kind of translate over into the cigar world. Um, sometimes they won't, and, and it's kind of, uh, a a crapshoot, or maybe you just expect something different from a cigar than you would a pipe. But, um, but a lot of times, uh, you know, we can get you, uh, kind of put in the right uh, ballpark anyway so a couple of brands I would really point you to that are very uh, these are words that I've used a lot in the uh, you know tobacco descriptions that I gave earlier but uh, very approachable. Uh, something that is, um, you know, it's, it's going to push those cigar buttons, but not really, uh, you know, have a lot of superlatives that are going to leave you like, um, you know, uh, offended by anything hmm. or man, I wish I would have picked a different one or something. You know, that's the kind of thing. If you're a, a rare cigar smoker, man, you really want to, uh, make sure you get something if you are going to smoke that one cigar that, um, you know, that, that fulfills that experience. You, you know, we all know that kind of, you know, you want something a little more full bodied, something's got some strength, Puts off a nice smoke and uh, and all that stuff. And so a couple brands to look out for uh, that I always point people to. uh, One is Arturo Fuente. Uh, Fuente, a very old uh, tobacco company. Uh, They've been around for a long time, distributed in the United States uh, by J.C. Newman. And uh, Dominican cigars, very... Uh, very soft, uh, very nuanced, very delicate. Uh, these are cigars that uh, you know are, are just very approachable, but also very tasty. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, a Arturo Fuente smoker. I, I've enjoyed them. I love them as a, a Virginia pipe tobacco smoker. I really uh, enjoy the more kind of naturally nutty flavors that come with them. Mm, also, mm-hmm. uh, if you like a burley pipe tobacco, you may enjoy that as well. Um, You know, they use a lot of Cameroon wrappers, which tend to be, uh, you know, delicate, but very flavorful and, uh, and very, um, you know, mild to medium. These are, um, you know, mild to medium cigars overall. So, um, so any of the Arturo Fuentes are great, particularly their Hemingway line, really excellent uh, cigars. Um, Another, another brand to look out for, it's one actually I I referenced earlier in the show. It's a, a brand called Perdomo. Uh, Perdomo, Great, uh, great cigars for the price. These are uh, incredibly affordable. You know, you can find them anywhere from five bucks to 15 bucks. They're all over the map. But, you know, I always tell folks Perdomo is the Honda Accord of the cigar world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like every one of them's great. It's not. Yeah, a Lexus or a BMW, but you know it's it's great. It's solid. It's well manufactured. The tobacco's good. It's going to be you know um, consistent and and well made. And um, you know it's a, it's a cigar that'll treat you right for the price. And uh, man, I, you know there's a lot of reasons that Perdomo is one of the best selling cigars uh, in our area. Um, because it 's just very um very consistent and very affordable, so uh perdomos are great uh that that bourbon barrel age series that I mentioned earlier uh would be a good one to start on, particularly the Connecticut there um but really any perdomo is a is an excellent cigar. Um, I will say on average, this can sometimes be deceiving, but on average, if you like a milder cigar um you know lean towards that that lighter colored wrapper again that can uh, mm-hmm. you know the wrapper being the outside leaf of the cigar sometimes that can be a little deceiving but um but on average most cigars that have that lighter Colored wrapper are going to be just a a little milder, not quite as full-bodied. So, um, you know, just from layman's terms, thirty thousand foot view—that's kind of a nice rule of thumb. But um, anyway, think about that. Perdomo and Arturo Fuente, though, uh, for the pipe smoker, uh, really great cigars to uh, to turn to. One one cigar, I'll mention one more for, and I've probably mentioned this cigar before on the show. Matter of fact, I know I have, but I'll, I'll remind you: the Avo XO cigar. It's got a really nice. Uh, are grassy hay-like flavor. Right. That if you're a Virginia yeah. cigar smoker, you're just gonna you're just gonna crush it. <laughs> it's so good. So, um, anyway, just just check those out. So those are a little more expensive, but all these cigars are uh, are really good.
0: Good to know, and I'm I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has had this issue before. <laughs> no, I regularly get it, man. I, I've got, you know we've
1: got these cigar guys, and and. Uh, it, or the pipe guys, they'll come in the shop and they'll, you know, maybe they're sitting around cigar smokers and they're like, you know, I feel like a cigar today or I've, I've kind of got this itch. Can you help me help me find the right one? And so we we have that. What's neat is being a pipe shop, we also have it the other way around. So we'll be, uh, you know, we'll have the cigar guy come in. He'll see this group of pipe smokers sitting in the corner and he's like, you know, I, I feel like smoking my pipe today. And so they go out to their glove bo- box in their uh, car, you know, and find the one, you know, beat up pipe that they have. And they're like, you know, t- t- sell me an ounce of tobacco. Like, what what am I smoking today? <laughs> and um, so it's always fun to, you know, help that person that's in one camp or the other kind of, um, you know, dabble in the, in the opposite and, and try to find something that they'll enjoy but won't um, you know, won't
0: offend their senses. There you so. go. Well, great man. Well hey, thanks for helping me out. And hey, if you too, uh, dear listener, have a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week, uh, man. This first one is coming in from Nathan. Let's see what this is. What Nathan have to say. Love you, fellas. A little correction from your unicorn talk that you and the uh, listeners may find interesting. They truthfully were on Noah's Ark. Unicorns are actually in the Bible and in the Latin reference as both unicorns and bicornis, U- uni- un- unicornis and bicornis, <laughs> which are the specific names for. Drumroll roll, please. <laughs> The Rhinoceros! No way! <laughs> it's only in the past 150 to 200 years that there has been a transition in language to refer to mythological, uh, single-horned magical horses. Currently, I, I'm on my patio enjoying uh, a little open night opening night in my homemade olive wood stubby poker. Uh, God bless. Again, that is from uh, listener Nathan.
1: Uh, okay, so Nathan says that there were uh, unicorns and uh bicorns, for instance on noah's ark and i guess uh you know maybe a unicorn is just a uh rhinoceros that that maybe had one of the horns removed or you know i mean it, 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 it's just not as uh ele- <laughs> maybe it's not as elegant of a unicorn as, as, as we think a unicorn should be sure you know, so not that nothing against rhinoceri and and their elegance but you know <laughs> i mean glad you're enjoying that opening night by cornell and deal uh what a what a great tobacco and um, and uh, man it sounds like you got your own uh, pipe, which has got to be really satisfying too. So that's great. Thank
0: you, Nathan. This next one coming up from listener Carl, who says I disagree on bent pipes are better for clenching. I find that a light billiard is best. The bent pipe flops down on my chin. I try to push back in, but then I try to chop down on the bend. The billiard goes nicely down to my molars since it is light. Uh, It's no trouble at all. Again, that's from listener Carl. A little feedback on our kind of bent versus billion. I kind of agree with them, to be honest, on this. I I find this to be the case, too. Yeah, for me personally.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. I, you know, I I would say, um, that's probably not the norm, at least from my side of the counter. Um, but you know, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. You get to pick, you know, which one do you want? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, it's good to know that feedback. Yeah. It's, it's probably, uh, you know, haven't, uh, had that, uh, quite as often. So, um, so Carl, thanks for writing in on your experience, man. It's good. It just shows you that everyone's got a different, uh, different experience. Yep. Really good.
0: Uh, and this final one is from listener Kurt, man. You want to take this one?
1: Yeah, Kurt says, I just wanted to write Mr. York a quick note and thank him and John David for the wonderful content they produce. Bo produces (laughs) on Country Squire Radio. Uh, My youngest son, 1.5 years old, uh, has had a difficult start to his life, which included a brain surgery at five months old. Wow. Uh, Recently, we were shocked to discover a tumor on his cerebellum uh, that is totally unrelated to his initial condition Mm -hmm. and first operation. Uh, He will need to go under the knife again on the 24th of this month, November Uh, Obviously, this is incredibly difficult for our family, but once a week, I get a brief reprieve from the struggle by listening to you two gents. Uh, The pipe talk is great, but your personalities are what really shine through. Um, Please keep up the wonderful work. It really makes a difference. Uh, I would like to ask for your prayers for my son's uh, operation, uh, that it would be granted, uh, that I would be granted strength and peace uh, to accept God's will in the coming weeks. I'm not so good at that sometimes. Take care, guys. Thanks for everything. And that's from Kurt. Um, and Kurt, uh, we're honored, obviously that, uh, you know, we're a part of your, uh, you know, fabric and, and have, uh, we give you a little bit of, uh, comedic relief maybe during such a difficult season, but, um, man, just so, um, so concerned for your family and, uh, and, and your son. And we know, uh, it, that this has got to be an excruciating time. And so, Um, and our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And I I commit to, to lifting him up to the Lord, man, um, may his will be done. And, uh, we just pray for the healing hands of the Lord upon your son. Absolutely.
0: And for your, you and your family state of mind as y'all are going through this, um, Kurt, thanks so much for sharing that. And
1: yeah, thanks for that, man. We're again, just, you know, we're, we're honored to be uh, a little part of your, a little part of your story, man.
0: Especially, you know, the thing is like we, you know, often, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, this. Uh, especially since, you know, I I moved to Texas, this has kind of become our week, you know, you, you're in my weekly check-in with each other and, um, kind of a chance for us to connect, but you know, it's, it's so important to remember that, you know, you and me are, are having kind of this personal conversation at an open table with, with so many different folks. We know that y'all have, um, things are going through this year has been, uh, has been heavy for a lot of us Yeah, (laughs) and, uh, you know, you know, we've, we've enjoyed, um, I mean honestly since the uh, beginning of this show being kind of a, a respite I know I know personally just the the ability that a podcast has to kind of let you be able to escape and connect with folks that, um, yeah, that uh, yeah. really can be that that moment of moment in time of rest. So, Kurt, man, you always have a, a seat at this table, a, a seat at the pipe bar here, and uh, man, we, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be praying for you, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, hey, we want to go ahead and give everybody a, a shout out, of course, who is making the show happen over at patreoncom radio. If you've not done so already, head over there to learn how you can help support the show. We want to encourage you to keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York.
1: I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country
0: Where so all that show information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Where we got to make mention of it, man. You got the, uh, you got, you got a few weeks. I, I don't really know what the cutoff date is off the top of my head, but let's just say, not yet. Let, let's say get it in before Christmas. <laughs> I think that's the safe bet, right? Like that's fair. Yeah. Get those uh, best of <laughs> nominations for 2020. Again, we're looking for newer products, our new products that were uh, that came out this year. Um, uh, head over to CountrySquireRadio.com. Click on the link, best of. We want to get those nominations in before Christmas. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. That's Ow! almost sounds professional and planned.
1: <laughs> you did great. You did great. Way to wing How it. How about
0: it? Oh, man. Well, hey, man. Let's go have a day. See you, brother.